This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Our Circle. I'm Jess. I'm Rhiannon. And today uh, I wanted to talk about alcohol. (laughs) And the reason for this is because literally a couple of days ago I went out with um, a friend of mine, an old friend who I catch up with every now and again and got quite drunk and felt very guilty for it the next day had all these horrible emotions of guilt and lots more and so I thought I'd bring it to the podcast so we could talk about our relationship with alcohol (laughs) it's a bit of an interesting one I feel like I personally have a kind of I mean love hate is a bit very strong emotions towards alcohol but I think they're accurate (laughs) yeah it can be fun and then I find other times this isn't as fun um but let's start off, Re. what was your first experience with alcohol? Can you remember? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Didn't know you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay, like first, first, like, as in when I first ever, like, took a sip was when I was, like, younger. Like, I'd ask my dad, oh, can I try mm-hmm. a sip of your beer or a sip? Of... And I always remember, actually, on a flight to New Zealand, I took a sip out of what I thought was my mum's lemonade, and it was a gin and tonic. um and what as in she told you it was lemonade no she didn't know like like I just took I I was so you know how kids are like Mila does it as well like she'll take your food right or like your drink so I was like that seems like it should be for me so I took a sip and I was like (laughs) this is bitter but I remember I liked the taste and I remembered that taste for so many years because I remember when I got older and I said what does gin and tonic taste like and my mom's like oh I'll make you one um this one I'm of the legal age and um and she gave it to me, I went, oh my God, I knew what I had. But that was what I had on the plane when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, first, like, drinking, I was still underage. I was, like, 13. Right. Um, and I, to be fair, I was at home. <laughs> I don't know why that's to be fair. But right. I was I was drinking, like, wine near Christmas time with my mum. And I had a bad reaction to it. I won't say what happened, but... Um, that right, was like okay. my first experience and then after that uh it was when I was like 14 or 15 at house parties with friends at school so were your family quite laid back with alcohol and you growing up like was it something that was seen as like big and bad or was it, it like it was never seen as big big and bad but it was also not encouraged but I think it was very much of the opinion that if I was going to drink kind of that they knew I guess so I remember going to a, a party and my mum had spoke to another uh, like a friend's mum and she was like I don't want them drinking but I'd rather that we bought them the alcohol so we know what they're having so they bought us like I don't even remember what they're called oh Bacardi Breezes I think like yeah my like orangey looking ones like like Alka Pops. Pops. yeah yeah and then after that like my boyfriend at the time used to always buy me drinks to take to parties and stuff um and other people would all I I never ever bought alcohol until I got to 18 yeah, and I bought my mind <laughs> like I never like everyone just used to always buy it for me or give me alcohol sounds bad doesn't it well it's just strange to me because like so I, I didn't start drinking my parents would give me sips of stuff growing up 
um, like you said yours did but I didn't start going to parties and drinking until I was probably about 16 right and I felt late doing that right like, well, I mean I I, by like... the way I just want to put out that I'm not condoning what I did like for anyone no 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 no, no but it's like felt, listening and thinking wow normal. you were young no but that felt kind of normal I don't know if that what was the what was the culture like at your school because I felt like at my school people were meeting up um maybe in parks or like open places and going and drinking or they would have like house parties there was like house parties every weekend Mm. and I honestly I don't know what because I'm not obviously we're not the younger generation so I don't know what it's like now but I really do wonder if it was a case of the times um okay meaning like so social media wasn't a thing when we were teenagers Mm -hmm. like the most we had really was like Bebo and Facebook Mm -hmm. and even that it was like a push to be using that like it's it wasn't like an everyday thing the way that we use social media now so the way that we got our information about sex about alcohol and everything was literally through like word of mouth if that makes sense so like Mm -hmm. you would hear what the older years above us were doing and so Mm -hmm that was almost like insinuated that's what you're meant to do or like that's what happens so Mm -hmm. when house parties and drinking happen we're like right well that's what we've got to do now because that's what you do at this age or that's what the other teenagers are doing right and maybe because of things like American Pie I guess maybe like (laughs) like uh, films like that but when I think it annoys me though because when I think back to that age I'm like why the fuck was I doing that for what like I just don't understand because by the time I got to 18 I was so over drinking but then maybe that is a good thing I don't know <laughs> cut it out your system <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I feel like my relationship with alcohol has definitely been a an on and off journey but sorry go ahead mm. what was your first yeah I think when I was 16 we went to like our first house party that we were really invited to that sounds really sad but like we weren't really part of the popular kind of crowd and so we had like a friend who was throwing a house party and she asked if we wanted to go and I was like yeah but I was also kind of freaking out because I was like oh we don't do things like this what um and then we ended up somehow getting some vodka I can't remember if someone just managed like they had a fake ID or had an older sibling or whatever but we managed to get some vodka and then we got some lemonade or something like that to mix with it. And I'm pretty sure I shared that with one of my best friends at the time. I don't remember being like completely hammered. Like I just, it it was like a slight buzz, but I felt okay. But I maybe, I felt like at those kind of parties, I I don't think people really drank that much, but they might put it on a bit. Like, I think it was probably a mixture because I remember there was definitely a fair share of people having to get their stomach pumped. Oh my god, really? Yeah, yeah. But I think that was just people being absolutely ridiculous and just trying to do right. everything. I, I, I don't know. I remember police turning up and me hiding behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> god, that's a story for another time. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I felt like as I got older and just had like legally was able to do more like as in buy it myself or go to clubs or whatever then I started to drink more but I think when I was young it was very much drinking to get drunk it wasn't oh I really like the taste of this vodka (laughs) 
come on it was literally corner shop bought vodka it's not going to be anything nice about that but it was very much with an aim that we were going to these parties and everyone wanted to be drunk and have fun dancing being drunk yeah I never liked and I I stand by this still I don't like um knowing I'm getting drunk or drinking to get drunk that's always freaked my brain out I I always needed to trick myself to getting drunk <laughs> like right. I just keep drinking drinks and then oh now I'm drunk sort of thing it wouldn't be like I'm gonna drink so I can get drunk sort of thing like I could never right. do that whereas a lot of people around me would do that I, mm. I, I can't do it my brain would just freak out I just don't like and I've never liked the feeling of being out of control right and I say that and yeah that makes a lot of sense if you know who I am but like I still put myself in situations like that like <laughs> I know, what, I was gonna that's say, when, self-sabotage when I think whenever you've told me how you never really like drank until well, you always felt that everything started later for you it always made me laugh because the most drunk I've ever been in my life has always been with Jess <laughs> like, <laughs> like but I feel like it just doesn't ever match up in my head. I always assume that you were like this like party girl. So, and I can't remember if we've said it or not. Like we didn't go to the same uh, secondary school or college or anything like that. Um, no. We've always been friends outside of school since primary. So I, I never viewed Jess as someone who didn't speak to everyone, wasn't like popular with everyone. In my head, I thought you'd probably have everyone like at your feet. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I don't know. I, maybe again, I'm coming from a psychological viewpoint like what if I was sort of making up for those lost teenage yeah. years where <laughs> maybe. I didn't do that maybe I don't know um but yeah then I think when I went to uni and it was just the norm yeah it was the norm especially in the first year it was the norm to go out like three times a week <laughs> if not more right and just get drunk but I don't remember this probably poor wording but I don't think it was ever to a point where it was really bad actually in first year like I remember having to look after a few friends so I remember not getting to that point Mm. very often I think there there was definitely a few times it did happen but a lot of the time I was like there was one friend she didn't really drink much before uni right and so she wasn't used to it like she just became came from a sort of small hometown or village or something where where it wasn't you couldn't just get like a a short cab down the road to go out in town it wasn't that easy it wasn't as accessible so it probably would have been more a case of as long as someone was having a house party and you could sleep over somewhere or whatever that's when you could have those occasions but it wasn't as accessible so going to uni was like this whole new experience and so Mm. I guess she didn't know how to handle it or like it didn't happen often enough that her tolerance wasn't at the same level that she was drinking yeah so if I saw that my friend was in that situation then I wouldn't match that yeah um but definitely over the years there have been a few situations where I felt out of control and I just haven't I didn't learn that limit and I still have moments like that now. Like I'm literally talking about two days ago <laughs> when out. And I always find like, like you said, with me, there seems, it seems to be me that makes you drink a lot. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I didn't mean like that. I didn't mean that you make me drunk or you make me, I'm just saying 
the times I have been the most drunk happen to have been a night where you and I have been together. I'm not saying that Jess has yeah. forced alcohol down me in any way. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, th- there are people usually friends. trying to hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are certain friends that I don't know. Maybe if your experiences are built around, like, you go you go out to catch up, or you don't see each other that often, and so you go out and you make a big night of it, or you make a big day of it. Right. That's what I find with certain friends a couple of days ago was for me there are a few things I don't like about it I don't like that I end up waking up the next day with blanks of what happened the night before that to me causes the biggest anxiety ever and it makes me just think it makes me beat myself up about it because I'm like you could have got yourself into such a dangerous situation I also don't like the financial side of it I don't like how much money you end up just splurging because you're you're drunk and you think oh let's just continue it's like that's so unnecessary I mean those are the two main ones but also like the physical effects like you wake up the next day feel awful what is the like it can even some for some people it lasts more than that and more more than a day and it's just like this horrible feeling like in your muscles just I feel like for years you've always had that um you're really hard on yourself after you've had a night out mm-hmm. like you've always been like that from from as long as I can remember um, it's the control element it's the feeling like I'm out of control and I don't want to be perceived as someone who's out of control and isn't put together I don't want I don't want to, anyone who would have seen me drunk to think oh my god like she wow she really hasn't got a life together has she because she's just whoa okay let yeah, herself go I've, a bit I don't think I've ever thought of that <laughs> like my well, I'm really my glad <laughs> no but I mean I have other thoughts instead like that's never been something that I'm worried about when I'm drunk or like annoyed about I'm more like I don't want to be throwing up for hours on end or I don't like this headache that I've got that doesn't seem to go away or the mm. anxiety that I have after or during like how panicky I get and for, for me my relationship with alcohol um as I said earlier it, it's been very up and down so when I was this sounds embarrassing so but I guess when I was a young teenager I loved it and I feel like in many ways I got so much of that out of my system which I I kind of feel annoyed about because I then stopped I went kind of like sober I refused to drink alcohol for at least a year and a bit when I was at uni which right. was a time I wish that I had been more like going out all the time and stuff but at the same time at that time in my life the way that my mental health was and everything I was just so like nope I need to get back to a good mental place so I'm not going to have alcohol that makes me feel worse yeah it was just I was literally just being as clean green sober as possible and I think since then I mean again it's gone up and down but I think I've learned when works for me if that makes sense when to drink I've noticed that I will not drink when I'm around people that don't make me feel safe so hence why I get absolutely obliterated (laughs) 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 but I I will drink more with my friends or with my family I think the drunkest I've been is mostly with my family and that's because I feel safe especially when I'm at home if I'm out I'm quite cautious because of the anxiety that I have in my head the way that certain alcohol affects me and again that's me knowing which alcohol affects me in which way so for example wine that immediately makes me um quite depressed like it Mm -hmm. immediately I, I can tap into that dark side of my brain that I don't 
like visiting often or at all so yeah I have to be in quite a safe environment quite a happy environment maybe not near nighttime to be having wine I know my limits with that whereas things like gin and tequila couldn't care less when you're giving me that like (laughs) I'm fine with it sort of thing but then there are certain situations that just sort of I guess are triggering for me and I don't know if that's more mental side of things or if it is literally like the alcohol effect or maybe it's just a combination but I think I've I've learned when works for me and when doesn't to drink. And I think there are times as well where my relationship with alcohol feels quite, I don't want to use the word toxic because it's not like I, I don't drink every day. I, I barely drink every week, but there are moments where I wish I did. <laughs> and I think that's more like a coping mechanism with my anxiety. I'm like, I just, or depression, actually, I should say, not the anxiety. I don't drink for my anxiety, but I would definitely like to drink for my depression. Right. And so, I think I'm almost um, grateful for the anxiety in those moments because it stops me from drinking, okay. which is quite a sad thing to sort of admit and say. But I, th- I think quite a lot of people can relate to that. If you suffer from depression, you often do things that either don't necessarily help or you think are masking that um, yeah. that feeling. But I happen to have the other side of me that's terrified of so much. And it's like, no, don't drink. Like, you're not well, going to feel good. You might first do- time. And probably the only time I will hear you say, I'm grateful for the anxiety. I know, I know right? <laughs> but it's true. It, it sto- I think my anxiety stops me from a lot of shit, if I'm being honest, in, in good and bad ways. But um, when it comes to alcohol, I think it's kind of a somewhat saving grace. She doesn't always show up. <laughs> Sometimes just lets me get completely... Yeah, um, that's rare. Yeah, it is that rare. That is really rare. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it is now. Yeah, 100% now. Which I I kind of get annoyed by. I'm not going to lie. Like, I wish I could drink more and often. Like, I wish I was still, like, I miss days of going out. I've been saying it to people recently. I miss being in clubs and miss dancing and having a night out. So Um, is it, so you you do enjoy the feeling of being a certain level of drunk? I like the nice medium between tipsy and drunk. Trunk. I like that. Right. Where you're a bit less inhibitions, but you're not completely gone. Yeah, so you're ready to get up and salsa dance with someone. Yes, yes. Right, Confidence okay. juice. Yeah, yes. Okay. Loud mouth soup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but when, when it gets like... to the point where I'm, how I was for my 25th, I have no memory of it, you know? Like that that night, so for context, my friends threw me a surprise 25th birthday at Tequila Mockingbird. The name itself should be enough. Um, Jess is currently holding her face. <laughs> like, because I can join you on not remembering all of that I just had Mila and <laughs> thought I could drink margaritas so after not and, drinking for a year <laughs> yeah and like my I, I remember one of my friends said that there was no questioning whose birthday it was because everyone was on tequila and like my family loved tequila loves tequila so it was just a night of tequila and I don't remember it and that just yeah yeah it's just not fun is it like to not remember there's nothing worse than someone being like oh do you remember what you did last night no and I don't want to (laughs) (laughs) no I felt like as I've gotten older and actually Joe works at a wine retailer yeah and so he can bring back wines and we'll drink maybe once or twice a week we'll have we'll share a bottle and that can even last over two days yeah um and we'll try something like a new wine that they brought into work or whatever and that I really enjoy with dinner like on a Friday night or something 
to have a little bit of wine but we're quite good in those situations because we're like well we we are getting up early in the morning because we have a two-year-old yeah. and there's just so much to do like if we've got plans and stuff like that the next day like I like that because it's very again controlled controlled yeah, I know yeah. that I'm only gonna have a couple of glasses max and that's it and again it's not that feeling like I might find like I, I might feel like I have a slight buzz but it's quite nice and I know I can go to sleep and it's not and I've had loads of water and it's not going to affect my sleep because that's mm. something that also happens if I have too much alcohol I'll wake up multiple times in the night I'll wake up really early and um, I think that's something to do with your blood sugar levels and that I'm really bad if I don't have enough sleep so I think all that kind of combination of being hungover and all all the horrible side effects you can get from drinking alcohol alongside being tired it's just like it's so it takes so much out of your body I think especially as us being such anxious people like Mm. having anxiety is just not fun and it and you feel in that moment when you are anxious and hungover you're like when is this ever worth it and I always (laughs) I always play the um the blame game I'm like why did they make me drink or why no one made me drink I did it (laughs) yeah like I have control of my body (laughs) but apparently not so it's sort of you know it's that you get angry at yourself it's it's mostly me just being angry at myself for the way I'm feeling the next day in the moment or I'm in hindsight looking back I'm like no I had a good time like I have fun yeah like and I'm allowed that I deserve it and I'm not a nasty person for drinking or you know any of those things exactly and I think this again reminds me of a previous episode of when we were speaking to Sam the vegan chef (laughs) Sam go back and listen to the episode I think we covered quite a lot of um really interesting points but I don't know if this actually made the cut of the conversation in the episode but I remember talking about you know what we put into our bodies and I remember talking about that guilt after drinking and him being like but you just don't need to be so hard on yourself like okay you didn't feel good after that fine but the next day's a new day and it's not something that you're doing all the time like it's okay to sometimes overstep the mark a little bit or just put something in your body that maybe isn't the best for it but Mm. you were doing it and you were having fun at the time and just try and let that go and I think that that's my only issue with alcohol is that the if the quantity is too much then the consequences are also too much for me yeah 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 everything what's that every action has an equal reaction I like that and I, I I do believe in that mostly because it just serves to be true in our life at least and I also want to sort of point out as well for anyone who's maybe listening and whether you drink or not both is fine but again it's all about moderation it's all about you know like literally like we just said the the amount that you're going to put if you're going to drink a lot you're probably going to get a lot of the consequences or however you want to word it you're going to get that type of reaction back so I think if you're the one I'm not trying to advocate here for people to keep drinking or anything but I'm like if if you're in control and you're not hurting anyone you're not hurting yourself you're having a good time you don't need to feel guilty for it no I think if you're surrounded by friends you're having a good time that's it like just just let your hair down be kind to yourself and have fun but if you also don't want to drink that is absolutely fine yeah there's 
absolutely fine. There, I, I don't understand peer pressure at all. I don't understand that when it comes to drinking. I don't understand why you would ever try and make your friend drink if they've said that they don't want to. Like, listen to them on the first time and let it go. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Nothing yeah. more to it. Yeah, I think alcohol is quite a strange one, isn't it? Because it does affect relationships in many ways. I don't know if that's the point or purpose of this conversation us going into relationships. Because I think we've witnessed, you know, different ways alcohol can affect relationships and friendships and stuff but I think for us personally it's a control thing and moderation so us and and learning how to forgive ourselves for having fun which sounds sad because I don't like and I don't really try and feel this way much but I guess I'm not doing it that much either like I'm not going out all the time anymore and I'm not drinking every weekend or anything like that but I don't want to have to feel angry at myself after having fun you know just because I'm feeling bad it's like really you're gonna have a headache today that's okay you can take some painkillers you can sleep it off we go but you know it's not permanent it's gonna yeah your body will get over it but yeah let us know what your experiences were your first experiences were with alcohol only if you're comfortable to share with us um I can share shall I share at least like I'll share one embarrassing story because I feel like I've got a plethora of them and I feel like listeners probably deserve something funny yeah if you set the ball rolling then I think our listeners will maybe comment and tell us about theirs as well so right okay I'm gonna go with the story from when I think we got into was it when we got into uni it was the summer where everyone was going to be going off to uni so I was having everyone over to mine for drinks in my back garden the last people there were Jess and I and Soph Soph didn't drink you and I were drinking and Mm -hmm. I ended up topless throwing up all over myself and my dad having to carry me into the bathroom and I'm saying shh don't tell my dad <laughs> and he's like Rihanna and I'm holding you <laughs> um so yeah I've had a lot of experiences like that so if anyone wants to try and top that go for it <laughs> right um so we're going to finish today's episode as we always do with the dedication so our dedication for this episode is going to Nina's Flowers who we have mentioned before Um, it's my mum's floristry business and the reason for that is because it's one week until Mother's Day so use this as your reminder if you haven't planned to get your mum anything just yet but you'd like something that's quite personal and handmade you're also supporting a local business then please do consider Nina's flowers um I am quite biased but I know Rhea is a customer (laughs) I'm biased too if I'm being honest but I completely think that anyone would love receiving something from Nina's flowers but also it's worth noting that this Mother's Day 50% of the proceeds are going towards the uh, Ukraine uh, is it the refugees or is it it's a ukrainian based charity called the laleka foundation and essentially what they do is get medical supplies um, directly to the ukrainian soldiers and um, civilians who are also being shelled and targeted um, by the russians uh, during this invasion and it's one that's quite close to my heart um, especially my mum's heart as my mum is Ukrainian so it'd be very much appreciated if you do have the means to and you'd like to do something nice for your mum to go via my mum because a lot of the proceeds are going towards a very good very current and important foundation definitely and we haven't really addressed it 
on the podcast we we probably won't um just because we've we're using this as our sort of outlet for positivity mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff but we have acknowledged it and addressed it on our social media so you can see all of the things that we've tagged ways that you can help resources and all those great things but definitely order something from nina's flowers for mother's day this is your one week reminder treat your mom <laughs> Okay, well, thank everyone for listening to today's episode. Um, Please share your stories with us if you feel comfortable um, and stream us on all of our platforms and we'll catch you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.